Kia welcome into The Verdict. I'm Jeff McTainch. Great to be back and it's great to have two of our in-house league experts with me today because it's all about league. Goran Paladin and Adam Blair, host of Warriors TV. Good to see you, gents. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Adam. How's it? You're Hello. the expert. Yeah, I just sort of like tag along. Well, you're the, the league analyst too. And so, you, you um, see each okay. other pretty much every day, right? Well, not every day. Maybe every other day. <laughs> every other day. <laughs> Goran knows everything about rugby league going on in this world. I know everything about Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for another show and another time, right? OK. Now, uh, on the agenda today, Warriors, of course, State of Origin 3, and we'll talk a bit of the Dragon Saga uh, as well. Oh, so, the Dragon Saga. Yeah. You wouldn't have done this when you were playing, eh? I was pretty straight down the line. Yeah, yeah. I was, pre- I was actually really straight down the line. But when I was younger, yeah. <laughs> had a bit of fun, had a bit of fun, but we didn't have COVID then. No, Still no, to come, it. still to come in the show, the Dragons. Uh, we'll start with the Warriors, Goran, and I'll start with you. 12th on the table uh, at the moment, two points outside the top eight. Should they be satisfied with where they are at the moment? Oh, <laughs> don't, nah, don't look at me and laugh like that, Adam. Um... It's very difficult to say that they'd be happy with where they sit, but given the state of the competition and there's like a very um, a definite split between, say, the top four and top six teams and then the next tier that are fighting for like two spots in the eight, and to see that the Warriors, with nine games to go, are still just two points outside the eight, I'll say that there's a level of satisfaction, yeah, Clearly they're disappointed, especially with what happened last week against the Dragons. But um, to know that they're still within striking distance of a playoff spot, there will be that level of satisfaction, Adam. It's great to see that you're trying to find a reason <laughs> to keep the hope alive for our boys. I'm on with you, though. I, yeah, they, I, I'm gonna. I'm obviously going to go against you because I don't feel like they should be satisfied where they are. Um, Again, if we were, if it was last year and there's only 20 rounds and we're sitting where we are now compared to what the rounds are this year, I would be thinking that they're more of a chance of uh, being satisfied with what they've produced with the circumstances, with the injuries, mm. uh, with how they've been going. But without a, with no, no hesitation at all, they, they should not be satisfied uh, with where they sit. Uh, and I speak from, a, I guess, a former athlete or a former foot league player that you can't be satisfied with anything when you're out when you're out performing at your best every week, uh, week in week out. And they there's been games um, that they've lost by one point, and those are the games that they should have won. Mm. Um, and if you go away thinking that you're happy, which I know they wouldn't be happy, but if you if you you got the mindset of being satisfied with where you're sitting now, then where do you where do you set your your level or your standards at in the competition mm. and if you're setting it to be 12th and you're happy with that then there's a there's an issue in, in the club where you should be always striving to be or striving to be the best um, and if you fall short of you know four or fourth or one or two then at least then that's where your your target is and that's where your markers are so your markers should be up high mm. it shouldn't be satisfied with being 12th yeah. yeah, I mean, look, guys, there's no doubt about it. There have been moments throughout the season, really like close matches um, that they, they could have, should have won. Uh, they didn't. And, you know, if they had have won those five games, I mean, let's count them mm. out. There was uh, two matches against the Knights. Yep. The most recent game against the Dragons. One point losses to Manly Seagulls and the North Queensland Cowboys. Yep. That's 10 competition points. They're currently on 12. They should be actually over and above the Roosters had all of those matches worked out. 
Um, I know we you know, talk about hypotheticals and what yep. might have been, but you know that's that's just a, a, a way to showing how close they could be to like a a spot in the top five of the competition had things gone their way. Obviously, they've had long-term injuries. Adam Fanua Blake was out for ages. Chanel Harris-Tavita got injured early. Ewan Aitken as well. Yep. So they've, they've had adversity and, you know, they're, they're entrenched in Australia where I'm sure they'd rather be at home, you know, uh, the fortress of Mount Smart. Mm. And who knows what that might have done if they had a few games at Mount Smart Stadium. Some of those close games, they may have actually gone in the Warriors' favour. But... Look, I'm, I'm not satisfied with where they sit either, but I'm, I'm talking from a, a strike point as we head towards a, a hopeful playoffs appearance. They've got a really good run. They've got the Sharks this weekend. They play the Sharks twice. Yep. Sharks are just narrowly inside the eight. They could easily be ejected from it. I think the Dragons will <laughs> probably slip down the ladder as yep. well after what's been going on over there. And then when you look at the run outside of... The Panthers and the Rabbitohs, two top four sides, and they're definitely going to be at the pointy end of the season. They've got matches against the Tigers in 14th, the Broncos in 15th, the Bulldogs who are running last, mm-hmm. and that match will, fingers crossed, hopefully be, be at Mount Auckland, Smart yeah. Stadium. The Raiders in 13th, and the Titans who they've already beaten this year in 11th. So there are a lot of matches mm. against, I suppose, teams in a similar situation and if the Warriors get some of their players back, like we're looking for Torhu Harris to return, yep. maybe Chanel Harris-Tavita as well, Chad Townsend, get him back in the mix, all of a sudden things are starting to look up, look a little bit more positive, and they could make a play for seventh or eighth. Adam, uh, a couple of key guys return this week. Cody Nicarima, obviously, Reese Walsh comes back in, but as uh, Goran said, no, Tohu Harris, he's gone as well, and Chad Townsend. So you bring a couple of quality players back, but you lose a couple of quality players. What are you expecting that mix to be like against uh, Cronulla this week? Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, when Chad came into the team last week, he actually did a really good job with the momentum of the game. For someone that was injured in the first 30 seconds of the game, to be able to control a game from, from being injured, but putting the boys into a decent position to actually win that game, I thought he did really well. Uh, I guess Cody comes back. We still haven't seen Cody at his best enough consistently this year and obviously there's a lot of things playing on Cody's mind with things outside of football and trying to sort out his future and, his, and what he needs to do but again we've, we've we lost some good quality players but there's a there's a squad in there that's good enough to actually beat the Cronulla Sharks and there's been a squad that they've put together on the field week in week out that's good enough to beat the opposition every time especially those five games they they beat themselves. They, they they didn't get beaten by the opposition. They beat themselves because they couldn't um, capitalise on crucial moments of the game. And for the Warriors, it's been little moments in games that they've found themselves wondering, what are we going to do here? And when you start thinking like that, you obviously go away from the focus of what you need to do as a group. We're lacking, we've lacked, uh, I guess, a, a seven that... I guess an organiser or uh, a game manager where they go we need you to get mm. in this position so that we can take those one points. Chad came in, now we lose him again. Um, so we've got Sean O'Sullivan there. Sean's you know, he understands rugby league, he's brought up around rugby league, he gets it. I just don't feel that Sean offers enough to the team. Um, so that's where we're kind of lacking in that department at the moment but you know we've, we've got a squad there that can beat the Cronulla Sharks. Penrith and Souths are going to be a tough ask for the boys, but you, you've just got to believe and have confidence in yourself. Right. And I know any, every time you go up against a quality side, you always seem to lift your game up a bit. And those are mostly the games that we need to lift up a bit and actually take it all, put some pressure on those those two teams and go after them and not wait for to see what's going to come. Because 
you know what they're going to bring. They're going to bring their best game against the Warriors mm. because the Warriors, everyone, you know, you know, never know what you're going to get with the Warriors and everyone would say the same thing every time you play the Warriors that you don't know which Warriors team's going to turn up. Mm. So they're prepared for the Warriors. We've just got to go out there and do our game to actually take it to the Penrith guys, also the Souths. And then the, the run after that is... is it could be a lot worse, mate. Yeah. It really could be a lot worse. Yeah, it, it could be a hard one. But those those teams are all in and around the Warriors. And it's, there's an opportunity for them to actually... They'll all be fighting just like the Warriors. They'll, yeah, and, and they'll be thinking the same as well, is that mm. we've got to win the next game, we've got to win the next game, and, and for us to get a chance in the eight. And but if, if they can't... You know you know what? Like, uh, I'm, I'm quite excited for what the next nine weeks might bring for the Warriors because, you know, you... You, you bring back the likes of Adam Fanua Blake, who might be a little underdone yep. since his return from injury. You and Aitken will return as well um, once he's done his quarantining. Yep. Um, and then you've also added some really strong players. Reese Walsh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Need we say more? Um, Dallin Watson's a Lesniak, and I know that um, he'd be disappointed with the loss to the Dragons, but God, it was a good first up showing from him. You bring in Matt Lodge, and who cares about the past? Well, I mean, obviously we care about the past, but let's look at Matt Lodge, the rugby league player, and what he produces week in, week out is really good, and, and I think the Warriors can rely on that. Um, and, and so those players, their introduction, that adds strength. If we're starting to get the Warriors back to full strength, in the back end of the competition, there's no reason why they can't make a run for the playoffs. And this is why I think that, yeah, to go back to the original question, there will be a level of satisfaction. They won't be satisfied mm. with how the season's played out to date, but they're close enough if they're good enough. And I think they are. Well, it'll show the, the resilience and the culture of the club in the next nine weeks of what who are they as the Warriors and what can they do in this next nine weeks mm. because uh, this will be a trying and testing time for them as a, as a club over in Australia and where do they want to finish up because if you you know if you if you're satisfied with being 12th mm. then you're not going to push forward and try and chase the eight so you know for me they they're a seven or eighth team and I've said that from the start of the year Go on. Um, yeah. <laughs> I could have sworn the first seven. time. And I actually said, yeah. and I actually said, Melbourne Storm are going to fall out. Yeah. Where, where are they now? The top. And there I said, and then I said the Dragons were going to fall out. So well, the Dragons are still there. Melbourne's obviously proved everyone wrong, and everyone knows the Melbourne are too good anyway. But I was trying to find reasons, <laughs> trying to find reasons for the Warriors to get into the seventh or eighth yeah. position. So I said, I'm pretty yep, sure you Melbourne said are going to contest the grand final, <laughs> which they still can well, do. Well, they, they still can. They've got to get in the eight first before exactly. they can contest yes. the grand final. I'll say, yeah, Melbourne's at one where I said they won't be in the eight, so they've proved me wrong, but they would have proved that that's supposed to be a no-brainer. But Dragons are still sitting in there, so they may fall out. Warriors, they just need to start actually um, winning some games. Yes, yeah. last it's that coming. simple. Just start winning some games. Although it must be said, it's going to be really hard for them to, I guess, change their mindset. Yep, because they've lost four straight. Mm. You know, winning is a habit. Losing. When, when you keep on losing games, that becomes a habit as well. And, and that, to me, the Dragons' performance in the last 10 minutes, that, that showed me that this side has almost forgotten how to win in the crunch moments. Can I ask you a question, Adam, as a former player? What does it boil down to? Because you talked about winning the critical moments for the Warriors. They've got the star power. They've got the players there. Mm. But, I mean, does that come down to a, a lack of confidence? You bring in a guy like Chad Townsend, all of that experience, had played for the club before, vastly experienced team members around him, is it, is it just a lack of confidence and, and that belief that we can win these critical moments? Well, I watched that game um, on the weekend and 
they they played uh, a quite an expansive kind of football. They tried to pass the ball around. You've seen Dallin linking up with Roger. They had never done that before this year. Um, you know, the middles were passing the ball around. Once they got to the lead and it was 18-6, they started going back to one-out running football. And that doesn't work anymore in the game. You can't just run, tuck the ball on the arm and run out up, the, up the middle of the field because teams are too good and they just suffocate you defensively. So the, the belief is that they need to believe that they can just keep playing football to be able to beat the other teams because that's what you have to do to, to, to win games you have to play football you can't and, and with the how the game is now you have to play football so you know at 18-6 they decided that they've got enough they, they can hold on and win that game no because what what it what it did do is for the dragon is they had to play football so when they played football they actually made the warriors make decisions and the decisions that they made weren't the right ones when they scored tries uh you know the edward Corsi try where you just got to dive on the ball oh, and put God. the ball down um they spread it to the other end and there, there was a decision there on on dallin's side it wasn't dallin that made the decision but from from your middle players to your edge players to your winger there was no pressure put on the half when he came across the field mm. they all come up in a straight line and just stood there and just let the ball go through the hands and strip them on the corner so so your role as 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 middles and as a back row is that you've got to try and make that half play early that's your job you make him play early so that the decisions are made out wider a lot a lot clearer and a lot easier we could have stopped that try but we just let it play earlier they did exactly the same they went out this time and put pressure on on, on the half and made them play then then the, the decisions were all made easily so for me it's when they when they look like they've got a lead they go back into what they know that or what they've been doing in the past where they just tuck the ball up and just rely on their big boys to get forward um so we've got to start realizing that the game's now played with a bit of with a bit of uh, ball play, you've got to move the ball around, you've got to get people making decisions and asking questions around the ruck, around the edges, and therefore you'll get the, the results that they want. But, you know, they went away from that. It, it sounds like they almost became anxious or a little bit nervous. It's like, and I guess it comes back to that mindset thing. We haven't won in a few weeks. How do we win this game? All right, geez, we've managed to put ourselves in a position where we can win this game. Well, let's just keep it safe, keep it simple. We're one out running yep. and all of a sudden the game changes because they're no longer playing yep. the, the the rugby league that got them into that position yeah. in the well, first place. They, they, they don't want to give a penalty away. They stop pushing the boundaries. They stop going to put pressure on Haas because if they tackle him late, um, it's going to be a penalty. Yeah. So it starts playing in your mind that if I do something wrong here, it's going to put us on the back foot. Then Therefore, they may score a try. But if we just play the way that they did in that back half of the first half and the first start of that second half... Yeah. That's the key to winning the games for the Warriors. They're not a good enough team to defend at the moment. They haven't been, and they've showed us this year that they they can't defend well, and they haven't been defending well. But if we can we can score points if we start playing footy, which they were doing, and then they went away from it. So that that's the um, frustrating thing for me is when you watch it when they're playing well, they're actually enjoying themselves and playing football. Mm. But then when they're not, it goes back to the boring old one up head ups. You take it next, Roger. You take it next, Dylan. You take it next and add it, and then we'll just kick to the corner. That doesn't work anymore. It's changed. The game's changed. 19 points to 18. The Dragons got the points in the end in Golden Point, and uh, they celebrated in style, didn't they, over in, uh, in well, Australia? Did they? <laughs> well, well, not in style. Let's say it was pr pretty poor form, but we know the COVID situation in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Benji Marshall's come out on uh, Instagram and social media and, uh, and really called players out for the way it's affected the wider league community. Let's take a look at Benji Marshall's video on social media. Just a message for the players. Like you always feel sorry after, you always feel remorseful after, but just 
take into account um, how it affects everyone else. And as players, we have the ability to talk to each other, to um, stop those things from happening or don't, as a team, don't let the rules be broken. And um, eventually it's going to affect more people than us. And it's a selfish act. And it's going to affect not only the players. Um, you know, last year we had to take a pay cut. We didn't know if we are going to play again. Um, that could happen again if, if it gets out of hand. There's players who... Um, have friends who work in rugby league who will lose their jobs if the game doesn't go ahead. And it's about more than just us as players. So let's just make sure from now, this can't happen. We can't, we can't let it get to the point where the game could be taken away from not only us, but the people who work in it, our fans. And you know, this is our life for some of us. Um, we don't have anything else. Radio, so Benji Marshall there calling out uh, the players and the effect it has on the wider community. Goran, what did you make of his message in, in light of what's happened? Brilliant. Yeah, it's a message that needs to be sent to some of these players, obviously, because, you know, like I think everybody over there understands the situation and how something like this can just tip the game on its head. And all of a sudden, those players aren't playing week in, week out. All the money just drops out of the game and people lose their jobs, not just, you know, the rugby league players. We're talking about administration staff and and people like that. Um, so, yeah, clearly the, the message still needs to be sent to a few people. I, I still can't believe that they'd be that irresponsible. They might think that, OK, we're able to play together. Why not just hang out in the house together? No, there are rules in place. You know, the NRL, I think they enacted the Level 4 protocols a week or so back. You need to adhere to them. It doesn't matter what you think personally. Just behave yourselves. And, and it's not like this is going to be forever. You know, like in, a, in the next few weeks, they may lift that, uh, the, the level four protocols and, and things will slowly but surely return to normal. Mm. Um, I, I just thought it was incredibly selfish and such a dumb thing to do. And Paul Vaughan, like, you can come on Fox League and, and show remorse and be regretful and, and all that sort of stuff, but just don't do it in the first place. Mm. Just don't do it in the first place. Yeah, I and, think, and jeopardise yeah. the game. Well, that, that's it. And, um, you know, people have already made sacrifices and everyone in the world's made sacrifices. If, if we, if, as players, you just can't make that little sacrifice for the bigger purpose, then, then you shouldn't be playing or you shouldn't be doing stupid things like that. I think it's great from Benji to come out and say those things. Um, yeah, I, again, it's like you said, it's selfish. It's, you know, I, again, they would have, um, you know, there's must have been a bit of pressure at, at the Dragons and a bit of must really communication that Vaughan's must be on the out anyway uh, because they're trying to get other players in uh, and then they get a good win against the Warriors that they shouldn't have won um, but you know what I mean <laughs> really it's a little bit of testosterone build up and they've gone and done this we all we you know as previously been over there we all know what the rules are as as NRL players mm. when we're over there and we knew what we could and we can and couldn't do so you know it's that, that was a no, that's a no-no. You just can't can't have a party with everyone else in your team. Like you said, I get it. He think you know, that's your league bubble. But I, I think New South Wales are already in lockdown anyway. So mm. he's not just broken the rules, the NRL yeah. rules. He's broken the, the government rules. Mm. You, you can't do that. Yeah. At yeah. what point, Goran, do you go as a, as a boss of the Illawarra Club and go, OK, look, these guys have made a mistake. It's a horrendous mistake, as you say, given the current situation in Australia. But at what point do you go as a club, look, uh, you know, we've got guys here with a prior rap sheet that have been involved with, with things outside of the game in the past. At what point do you go, 
honesty and integrity and club values are what we stand by. You guys aren't part of that, clearly. You're clearly not getting the message. And yeah, you can find people, yeah, you can tour up, uh, tour up uh, Paul Vaughan's contract, but at what point do you go, no, nah, let's clear house. We, we don't want that here. Well, I mean, the, the tearing up of Paul Vaughan's contract, I suppose, is... That's, that's the perfect sign, what you're talking about. Um, and he's a guy who, he's, he's had priors, as they say. Um, and then when this was revealed, it was also um, uh, sent out to the public that uh, he was involved in some sort of sexting scandal. So stand by for more information on that. Um, yeah, and, and look, you know, I, I guess you're, you're referencing Jack, Jack DeBellin. Correct, yeah. Um, and, you know, you're, you're four games into your NRL rebirth and... You get swept away in this, and there's all the stories. Was it Paul Kent and Buzz Rothfield talking about how he was hiding under Hide and a bed seek trying with Jack to Devellin, yeah. exactly like you just shouldn't even be there in the first place. Uh, like just yeah. behave yourself. You've been out of the game for two, two and a half years. If someone says, "Hey, party at Paul Vaughan's place," be like, "No, no, no, I'm I'm going to stay out of it. I, I understand the rules that are in place. And I know the the ramifications of of what it is that we're going to do." I'm keeping well clear of it, but no, he's involved and he's hiding under the bed. And I don't even know how Jack DeBellin hides under a bed. Because <laughs> there's about that much room between my bed and the floor, and he's a big, bigger human than I am. So how did he even get under there? Must he would have, have had to like must have use a nice this... bed. <laughs> it's just like what is he? Is he, is he <laughs> lifting the bed up and? Oh, Maybe it's one of those beds that like go up like that, and then you can duck into the drawers and then close down. <laughs> have to be a pretty <laughs> um, deep drawer. There's also people in the cupboards as well. Uh, and you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and you made a good point earlier when I spoke to you this morning about how yeah, okay, Jack DeBellin's name's been in the headlines in the newspapers, but these other guys, yeah, know, have, have, have we're doing the same thing. So well, well and, and I guess that's why Jack DeBellin's name's been brought out a lot because of his previous history and the things that he's done. Because uh, there was other boys hiding in cupboards and stuff like that, and their names. Well, I don't know if their names are coming, but those boys are in there as well. Just because Jack DeBellin has been out of the game for a while for what he did pre or what he was accused of doing last time that's why he's getting dragged from it. but again like Goran said if that if that was I'm just saying if that was me and I just got back into the game four games in I'm head down or head you know head down bum head down, up, up and just making sure I'm clean yeah. slate for as long as forever because I've just given an opportunity to go back to the game that I love. Um, You're doing the Matt Lodge approach. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you? You know like what Matt I mean? Lodge, he, he kept his nose clean well, for the entire time he was with the Broncos. Yeah. Well, you're, you're trying to show people that, you know, the person you are. So, yeah. but, but he's obviously come out and this is who he is. He He's breaking rules uh, like everyone else did on that day. But again, I, I like what the Dragons have done. It, it puts a, a, you know, a pen through the, a, a sand through the line and just gone... Right, this is our culture, this is our identity. If you don't want to be part of it, then see you later. And it's great. And that's that's what builds a great culture. That's what builds, um, you know, a successful organisation is when you've got someone in there just going, mate, you, you're not part of this because this is who we are. Regardless and, of how good you are. And that's how it should be. Oh, it shouldn't be about who, who you are or how much you're getting paid or how good you, you can be. It's like, this is our culture, these are our values, this is our organisation. If we're successful, we can't have people like this breaking those rules or acting the way they do because that's not what we want to do and that's not the direction we want to go in. And, and I stand by, good, good for the Dragons for doing that because I, I think that's a great call. You know what, just to bring it back to the Warriors, if they win that day and they don't go down 1918 in Golden Point X, yeah. <laughs> yep. do the Dragons have that party? 
Well, there you go. Do the Dragons Maybe have that not. party if the well, Warriors win? I don't know if they do. Well, they'll, they'll go. They're they'll, not celebrating a win, are they? They were going into a bye. They'll go into the bye. Oh, so, they're probably, so more the reason for <laughs> them. Okay, they're going to have more a drink the reason, anyway. More the reason for them to celebrate. Um, but when they're going for a bye, you can't. You still can't do anything anyway. Like nah. you're still under NRL rules and and government rules anyway. No matter if you were well, they couldn't. Even, they can't. I don't even think they can fly to Queensland. Some boys obviously not from that area, but you couldn't do anything anyway. So. You can't. You just can't do that. Idiotic. Yes. Let's get stuck in a bit of State of Origin, Oh, guys. Queensland. Oh, go. <laughs> oh, OK, here we go. The floor series is, is over, oh, mate. The floor is yours, mate. The series is over. Here you go. The floor is yours. Who cares oh, what happens yeah. in Game 3? Yeah, well... <laughs> OK, that's the verdict this week, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Who cares? All right. We I'll don't even you, know where the game's guys, being played. Leave you guys to it. Where is the game being played? Where, later? Where's it being played? Well, there's talk that uh, it could be Newcastle. Yeah. So, or back in Queensland. Yeah. Back in Queensland. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, all well, sorts of um, options are still on the table. Newcastle, Stadium Australia, probably not. No, it won't be central New South or in the middle around the. No, nah, it won't be in Sydney. It won't be in Sydney. It's going to have to. Well, the only other option is most probably Newcastle. That's big enough to hold. A Maybe Melbourne. Decent enough crowd. Well, I'd is, go back is to is Melbourne. Open up to New South yep. Wales. Oh, Melbourne's. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't be. With everything that's going on in New South Wales, they're still getting yeah. cases every single day. Mm. Um, mm. So wherever it goes, um, you know, it's it's a big ask for Queensland to try and um, not get a clean sweep. So that's what I would yeah. ask. So in terms of where State of Origin is at the moment, the the Blues have won the series. But but for Queensland, how, how big is it going? I guess how important is it to not be swept in an Origin series year by year? Does it matter much going into next season, knowing that hey, we weren't swept in a three? Well, I mean the. They're, I don't know. It's they won't want to be on the end of a, a three nil um, whitewash. So yeah, of course they go out there and they, they want to win. And they've got a they've got a better team, I think. Kalen Ponga at the back, um, obviously, is going to inject a, a bit of um, X factor, and maybe Valentine Holmes is better served on a wing anyway. And um, just on Kalen Ponga, I like Adam O'Brien's comment about him, the Newcastle coach. He said, "Kalen makes everybody better. Even ask my wife. I'm a better husband when KP is playing." <laughs> That from Adam O'Brien out of the uh, yeah. Sydney Morning Herald. Well, I, I guess it's, it's I the suppose same. they're winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he must have obviously won a game yeah. on the weekend. Oh, and it'd be the same as um, the confidence that Reese Walsh brings to the Warriors when he plays, uh, because he's plays at a different level. Now that he's been involved in, um, in the Queensland camps, hopefully he brings some of that energy and experience back into our boys. And um, mm. when you're in those camps and as a, as a player, if you go from there, you come back to club, you're expected to, to play at a level that of origin level, even though he didn't get to play, but he was on the Custles playing. But he would be the same thing as Kalen Ponga is to, to the Warriors, is that they bring the energy up around each other with the way they play and the way they carry themselves. So Kalen's, it's great to have Kalen back and they sh missed him so much throughout the, the series and um, yeah, they'll, they'll want to go in there and try and not get a clean sweep. Uh, the teams are so much better. Yeah, and I, I suppose there is a, an opportunity for Queensland given that New South Wales, are they're, they're trialling, for want of a better term, a, a new halves combo with Jack Whiten and... Mitchell Moses on Origin debut. Whiten, I mean, his his form has it can't have been great for the Raiders as they've been um, in free fall this year, uh, and so there's there's an opportunity. And I kind of like what they've done, Queensland, with moving Kurt Capewell into oh. the back row because he just didn't have enough pace to contend with Tommy Turbo Drabojevic, and so they've got um, Tabuai Fido out there instead. So a little bit of pace on pace. Yeah, I think they've they've made a few. 
pretty good moves, the, the Queenslanders. Will it be enough to win the game? I suppose we'll wait and see, but New South Wales will want to um, desperately have a 3-0 whitewash, yeah. given what happened last year. You know, losing to the worst Queensland team in living memory... They want to eradicate those memories and they can only really do that with a with a whitewash. David Fafita's fighting a dangerous contact charge. Hopefully he's available for the Maroons and Maroons fans. Um, how, how big will he be? Well, I think he, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Uh, so he won't be he won't be playing. Um, but f I don't know. Um, David for me, David Fafita, when I watch him play, he's a momentum player. And it's hard to find momentum in origin. You have to kind of create your own momentum. Um, he doesn't get the time and space that he does at club level when he comes into uh, Queensland or origin camps. Um, and I've seen that for the last two games. Uh, so, you know, they've, they've got guys in there that will fill in and get the jobs, job done. Um, but again, you, you've got to create your own momentum in the, in the origin arena. You can't rely on... I guess your your club form helps, obviously, getting mm. selected, but it's a different level of league when you get up into the origin field. As, like I said, you've got to create your own momentum as a group, as as an individual as well, and you've got to go out there and attack the Blues. You can't sit back. They've just shown us that they've been... You know, we started... The, the Queenslanders started really well in the first five, maybe ten minutes, and they just couldn't sustain the pressure that they're trying to put on the... Uh, the New South Wales boys because they've just got too much class and too much school throughout their team and they play a style of football obviously they play football mm. uh, you know the, the halves of Luai and Cleary that when they were in there they were playing football and getting the ball to their strike players that's the key when it comes to origin is having those combinations but getting the ball to the people that you need to get in that's going to make a difference in the team and they do it so well um, Queensland you know maybe they need to lose so they can actually uh, think about uh, you know, how are they going to be better prepared mm. next year? Um, they've got some good kids coming through, a bit like New South Wales a couple of years ago, bleeding some of their young kids through, um, and now they're reaping all the rewards for who they have now. And then Queensland are, are pretty much the same. You know, those boys will start coming through, and then hopefully in next year, you know, they'll, they'll be back better. On, on for Fita, uh, he would be um, much better off, say, and, uh, you know, listening to what you're saying, He'd be better off if he was, like, um, born five years earlier. You know, like, playing yeah. in, a, in a Queensland yep. team that would have Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, all those guys, and play off the back of that. Mm. But with, without those experienced heads who have been there, done that, he's, he's going to struggle at origin level. The, the time and space is taken away from you within an instant when you're, you're catching balls, you know, the, 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 the D-line's in your face when you're catching it. So you've got to try and find the way... To, to get quick play the balls and with the defensive line right in your face and he's such a, a big tall athlete that sometimes he gets caught a lot upright and tries to just shrug people off Origin you can't do that they just suffocate you mm. with defence and you know they, they say obviously you know games are won on defence that's what New South Wales did really well, is defended really well. So they took out all the energy out of the Queenslanders because the Queenslanders tried to go after them and they just managed to sustain the, the pressure that the Queenslanders were doing and then started playing a bit of football. The, the, their middles couldn't keep up with them. Just on Reese Walsh, and I want to ask you guys both of this. Um, so obviously he was named to still, well, he was going to play in Origin 2, but was ruled out. Um, and I mean, is it a blessing in disguise, do you think, Goran, that, that this kid has had that experience in a Maroons camp? but didn't get thrown into the fire, so to speak, and, and he can, you know, his time will come, but a blessing in disguise, do you think? Oh, I don't know about that. I think he would have had a great experience regardless. Mm. You know, whether he's just in the camp or whether he got on the field, it would have been hugely beneficial mm. for a young kid who's making his way. 
But um, look, his, his time will come. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's only 18. or mm. When does he turn 19? I don't know. But like, he's a teenager, for goodness sake. So, yeah, um, wh whether he took to the field or not, hugely beneficial. Um, and, and just to be around you know, Queensland's finest for a week, what did, he, what did he glean? What did he garner? What can he bring back to the Warriors' environment? And, and how can he help the Warriors um, in, in their current predicament? Yeah. What's your take on it, Adam? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, he wasn't going to... Oh, Kalen was coming straight back mm -hmm. into it. Um, again, like Ron said, the, the week and that experience being around the likes of, you know, um, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, uh, all those guys, Cam Smith, that would, would have been enough for him just to soak that part of it in and then going out and training with all the other boys. Uh, and I've seen a lot of comments coming out of there that, about Reese saying, you know, what a class act he is and you know such a such a great talent for Queensland in the future so again it's it's about how he bottles that all up and brings it back to clubland to to how he can go out there and help the Warriors perform in this back half of the year because without a doubt he he's a freakish of a talent uh, and he, he he would have experienced the the, the Queensland night um, the loss as well even if he didn't play um, but he would have made a bit of a difference come attack wise he he plays an ad lib football he plays fast uh he's he's not afraid afraid to attack and that's what he brings to the Warriors so you know in the future you know imagine having him and Kalen on the field in some capacity uh Cameron Munster those kind of guys that just play a bit of footy be a crazy team to be involved with mm. I might sneak a multi on with the Warriors and Origin so I'll ask you both just very quickly uh Origin what's what's your result and then and then both of you what's your uh, your pick this weekend Cronulla Warriors okay so I've got the Warriors to win in a close one against the Sharks Okay. And New South Wales will win. Um, okay. Probably not as comfortable as it, as it has been in Origins 1 and 2. So maybe maybe 12 and under. All right. Oh. Yeah. You're giving Queensland hope there. <laughs> a little bit of hope, but not, not that hope. much hope. I mean, they're still going to lose. Larry, what's your, what's your <laughs> take? Oh, well, it's, it's, a must, it's a must win again for the, the, the boys up against Canella. Um, uh, I'm not going to even call the score. Most probably 12, 24-12 to the Warriors. Okay. Um, we, we need... You know, we need to start keeping uh, teams to 16 points or less if we're playing teams in the next, mm. the next um, nine games need to be 16 points or less. If we, if we can hold teams to there, we'll give ourselves a chance in the eight. Um, and obviously, I'm a Queenslander, so Queenslander all the way, and we're just going to get the win. It doesn't matter how much we're going <laughs> to win the game. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to happen. How, whatever. They're going to win, says but Adam yeah, Blair. Yeah. <laughs> well, gents, thanks so much for coming in. You're back this weekend, of course, the Warriors and Cronulla yes. on Sunday. That is us for the verdict for another week. Uh, look forward to State of Origin 3 next Wednesday the 14th of July somewhere in Australia but of course you can catch it all live and exclusive here on Sky Sport. Thanks for watching.